Welcome to another episode of Paranormal, the New Normal. I'm your host, as always, Jeremy. This when I'll try to bring you a little more normalcy in this world, but that's a hard thing to do, so I don't always achieve that goal. But we are back once again, and this time, our guest is someone I've been waiting to talk to for a while, and I mean, well, let me just introduce you, and then we'll get into that. My guest today is Lori Hoover, who is a psychic and another podcast host on a podcast that I love the name of called Wake the Fuck Up. I love that name. I love it. (laughs) When I saw that, I seriously was laughing out loud when I saw that. But And that's part of the reason I was dying to talk to you is because I was dying to talk to you about that podcast. So how are you doing today, Lori? I'm doing really good, Jeremy. Thanks. How about you? Rough day, rough day at work, but I'll get to podcast now, and that's the thing I love doing. So, and especially my paranormal show. So, woo-hoo. oh yeah, absolutely. So, the first question I ask every guest on my show is, "What got you into the paranormal spiritual world?" Wow. Well, I've always had an interest in all things freaky, if you will, you know, orbs, um, shadow figures, you know, things like that. I've always had an interest in that. And um, as far as the gifts that I have, the skills that I currently possess, that's very recent for me. I've always been intuitive. I've always just sort of known things. But as far as the rest of it, the mediumship piece, that has only been the past seven years. So, you know, I used to um, check out things, you know, Sylvia Brown and and things like that. And um, anything that had anything to do with the paranormal, whether even like UFOs and stuff like that, um, remote viewing, things of that nature. I've always just had an interest in it. But the mediumship piece has just come in the past seven years. I went to lunch with a friend and we were talking about all things spiritual, metaphysical, things like that. And the conversation was fantastic. Just a phenomenal conversation. We talked for five hours to the point where she said, you know what? I want to go get dessert. Let's go to, you know, go somewhere else. We moved to a second restaurant and we ended up staying more time even there we ended up having dinner there and we um talked more and more about this type of stuff all things all these freaky things and um so after we finished eating she said to me okay my spirit guides have a line of people here for you to talk to i'm like what the hell are you talking about i don't do that she's like yes you do And I said, uh, no, I'm pretty sure I've never done that before. And so she just told me, clear your mind and just mentally ask the question, you know, who are you? Are you friend or family? And, you know, what do you want to say? And so I started doing that. And the first thing I said, you know, who are you? sure as shit, I got a name in my head. And I was like, what? And so I told her the name that I got. And she said, I can confirm that. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? 
And so I did the next, next question. Are you friend or family? I gave the answer. She said, I can confirm that. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so trippy. It was so trippy. And it just kept going. But we literally had to, they had to ask us to leave the restaurant. We closed the damn restaurant. I met her for lunch at one o'clock and we closed this second restaurant at 11 o'clock at night. And it was just, it was the most incredible experience of my life, to be honest. Just such a mind-blowing thing. Yeah, wow. I, I can't imagine seeing a restaurant that long. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> the, the, the bill must have been outrageous. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> and hi, Waza. Thank you for joining me once again. Glad to have you here. So, yeah, I mean, that's just, wow. I mean, I wish someone would, I wish someone would go, I wish someone would do that with me so I could freaking start talking to spirits because I, I don't know. I've, I've had a lot of psychics in my show tell me they think I do have a connection, but it's just weak yet and it's not developed. So I can't really do anything with it yet because I, I, I do get, it's funny because most, a lot of mediums I talk to, I'll get like a fuzzy feeling in my head while I'm talking to them and I can't. And as soon as I stop talking to them, it goes away. So I can't identify what it is. Like, it's so weird. It's the strangest thing. Well, but. just the fact that you would even ask to be able to do that tells me that you are absolutely destined to be able to. Because the weirdest thing for me was that I had been watching um, Teresa Caputo, of all people, the Long Island Medium. And I was watching her show. And as I was watching, I just kept feeling like, you know, oh my God, I can't imagine anything cooler or more fulfilling than being able to actually connect with these people's loved ones and, and deliver this message of peace and healing and closure, you know? And every time I watched that, I felt the same thing. And, you know, sure enough, it was not even two years later that it opened up for me that way so yeah you'll so, you'll get there <laughs> so to follow up on that because i kind of had, had this question anyway so do you think that everybody has the ability to do it or do you think it's only a select few no nope, everybody we all have the ability to connect every one of us now i will say though that i don't I don't believe that we're all meant to necessarily in this lifetime. Even though we all can, I don't think we're all supposed to. I don't think it's like on everybody's agenda, if you will. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. And honestly, there are some people out there that I probably wouldn't want having that ability because <laughs> they would use it. For, they would use it for nefarious purposes. But sure. Yeah, I could, see, I could easily see people using that just to try to find out information about people that are living still to use against them. So, yeah, 100%. I mean, it's, I mean, just just like everything, there's a good and a bad to everything. So I Absolutely. could definitely see, see that. So yeah. have you, have you, since that first day, have your powers or abilities evolved at all? Oh, yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. My intuition is, is far more heightened than it's ever been. And I, I do readings for people with Oracle cards. That's actually my job. That's what I do aside from the podcast. But um, I do readings for people and I, I use the cards. Maybe I guess you'd say as a jumping off point, because 
not everybody knows specifically what they want to know when they sit down in front of me. They just, some people are just kind of curious about it or, you know, oh, I've never had a reading before. Not, not really sure what to ask or whatever. Um, but like anybody can, they can just ask me a question and I will give them whatever I get intuitively. But that, even that has heightened where I'm now getting more images in my mind and things like that. And more spirit is coming through during the, the course of a reading. And um, even the way that spirit shows up for me, my clairs, if you will, are opening up. So I don't just see them. I don't just hear them. I, I feel them. And I have now since been made to feel what they felt, which was a whole different ball game for me. I mean, that was like, that was a trip, an absolute I, trip. I can imagine. So like, when you say you feel what they felt, do you feel what they felt like the moment they were dying or just at whatever part of life they're talking about that moment? Well, the specific incident, incidents that I'm talking about is uh, with a, a spirit that came through when I was doing a reading for a woman he had taken his own life. He had actually blown his brains out. And as soon as he stepped in, if you will, because she was sitting in front of me and her dad came in. And so he was standing next to her. And there was, so there was an interaction between me and the father. I gave the messages from him. But the whole time I'm talking to the dad, there's this man off to the side. And he was just waiting for the dad to finish, you know, but then as soon as he stepped in, my head started pounding. I mean, like vicious pounding. And I said, what in the hell is going on? So I asked this woman, I said, you know, do you know this man? Did he pass from some sort of trauma to the head? She couldn't even speak. She just nodded her head at me. And then he took his, took his hand and went like that. And I said... And I, you know, very insensitive of me, but I turned around and did the same thing. I said, did he like that? And she said, yes. And I was like, oh, shit. But, my, you know, that headache lasted for two days. So it was a, a very bizarre experience. I haven't had anything like that since. Not a physical thing um, pain-wise. But I have felt emotion. I have felt love um, and things like that. So, yeah, it's de they're definitely evolving. You know, the veil's thinner, Jeremy, so I think more and more of, of us have access, too, you know? Which actually brings me to my next point, because I, I bring this up with almost everybody on my show, because it usually comes up in one way or another. Do you believe there's a spiritual awakening that's happening in the world for the last five years or so, at least? Oh, hell yeah. Are where people are becoming more and more sensitive to things? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think for a lot of people will tell you that it, that the it's been much longer than that. But 2012 was supposedly a a very significant year for that. So really, for the past 10 years, this the shift has been pretty significant. Huh. Wonder if the yeah. Mayans were onto something there with their calendar. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe yep. I mean, you're the first person to say 2012 since I when I asked that question. So really, maybe, <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
a lot of people say five ish years is when they first felt it like really starting to happen but hmm. 2012 would make sense because i mean the mind had this calendar for a reason and it wasn't the apocalypse like everybody thought it was gonna be we all woke up the next day so <laughs> I'm not, yeah uh, and think about I mean, that think about what you just said <laughs> we all woke up the next day i mean it literally just like Ooh, you know double entendre double entendre with that one i even do that absolutely <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah so it's it's been going for a while and you know if you're out there in the world and you're connecting with people you will discover that more and more people are are having these types of conversations and and even i think the conspiracy theory stuff is really amping up and you know, just so much stuff is coming up. And I feel like, I don't know if you can feel it, but energetically, it feels to me like everything is coming to a head. And it sh that shit is about to blow. Yeah, I mean, well, my wife likes to say the apocalypse is coming sooner than later, but I don't. I mean, I don't know if I would call it apocalypse, but I would definitely call it something's going to happen. Something's going to happen soon, and it's going to be yeah. huge. Yeah, I, I mean, don't see apocalypse, but revol uh, uh, revolution, I, I believe, of some sort. Yeah, I mean, well, everything keeps getting more and more expensive in this world and making it hard for people to survive. So eventually, humankind's just not going to take it anymore. And they're going to fight back against the people that control it all, which is for some part of the government and some other parts. I mean, well, it's all the government. I mean, everything yeah. the government does trickles down and makes all this stuff happen. So right. eventually... Eventually, something's going to happen. Government and religion. Yeah. Ooh, if, uh, I am not. A, I am not a fan of organized religion at all. I, have no I am with, not. I have no problem with people being religious them, religious themselves in their own lives, but I don't think we need an organized thing to do it. I mean, yeah, if you want to meet with people you know there, then do it at your own home. Like you don't need to go pay someone to talk to you for an hour to hear it. Like. You can read the books they're reading your, yourself and interpret it however you like. Like, it's just organized religion has been downfall of mankind for thousands of years, and it's just not a good thing. <laughs> Jeremy, it's so funny you would say it that like that, because the, what I say is that organized religion is the bane of mankind's existence, really. So, yeah, I mean, exactly that. So, but yeah, I mean... I, back to your original question about this we i we do all have the ability to tap in and you know it's um it's whether or not you want to whether you're open to it so oh i've been i've been open to it for a good couple decades now but ain't nothing coming but yet really i mean i <laughs> just I, I i mean i always said those who seek do not see it's only those who are not seeking that can see it but because like my my wife is sensitive and she's never asked for it. She hates it, but she's she's wow. lived in a, the house she lived in. The Bridgewater Triangle was on Native American burial ground and she saw lots of things she didn't want to see. So, oh, sure. Yeah. So. With these abilities, how does it change your daily life? Like, how does it like make your days a little better or a little worse? Oh, well, in the beginning, um, it was a bit of a challenge because it's it's almost like when when spirit knows that you're open, that you can see them, hear them, whatever, you'll kind of get inundated 
with, you know, hey, I want I want you to give this person this message or whatever. They, you know, it seems to be there's a lot of them coming through. But until you get your own footing in that and and recognize the fact that you get to call the shots, you know, I've had them come to me when I was in the shower. And it was a dude I knew. Like I grew up with this guy, and I was like, seriously, get the hell out of my shower. You know, it was just crazy. So you you get to call the shots. You get to say when and under what conditions as well, because I have a rule, hard and fast. You w do not ever come to me when I'm in the dark. Don't do it. I don't care if it's my mother. Do not come to me when I'm in the dark. You will freak me out and I will be pissed. <laughs> so, you know, but at the same time, because my intuition has been heightened from all of this, I, the way that it's showed up in my life and shifted everything really is that I won't do anything. If my gut is telling me no, I, I just refuse. I refuse. I, I will not do it. If my intuition is saying no, that's a, it's a hard no for me. And it's made decision-making quite a bit easier, to be honest. Um, I'm sure I, I wish I had people, I wish I had those, if I had those intuitions in my life, a lot of things I've done that were stupid wouldn't have gotten done. But <laughs> if, oh, if I got the feeling even, who knows, I might not got the feeling even, and it might just happen anyway. Maybe it was supposed to happen for some divine reason. Who knows? I mean, I don't believe in, I'm agnostic, but I definitely believe there's fate and there's karma and there's all that out there. Like things are supposed to happen a certain way for a reason that points in your life. And I believe that. So. I mean, from my experience, that's just the way it works. But yeah, the whole yeah. everything happens for a reason thing. Yeah. But when you were talking about like you have the rule for spirits, like, do you have a way if like they do something you don't want them to do to force them like back into the spirit plane or realm, whatever you want to call it? I, I just tell them to leave. Just and, that. And they, they always listen. Yeah, I've never, I've never encountered any issues. Um, I, I also, though, have, well, I call it a prayer, but it's, it's just a, like a protection thing that um, anytime, I, I don't usually do it as much anymore because I kind of feel like I'm always okay, but I would, um, I would put myself in a, a, a bubble of white light. And I would say that only those energies that had the purest, most loving intent could even come within a five mile radius of me. If you don't have good intentions, you stay the hell back. And there's only one time um, I was actually at my, uh, my former in-laws home and nobody was there. We had all been somewhere else um, a, couple, a mile or so away. But my car was at their house, and so I had to leave because I had to, I had to uh, come, you know, do a party. And so I had somebody drive me back to the car. Well, I ran in the house to use the bathroom because it was like a, you know, 45-minute drive. So when the house to use the bathroom, and I mean, as soon as I got in there, this thing like rushed me. And every hair on my body stood up, and I was like, you know, no, back the hell up. And then I, you know, I just kept repeating my little, my little prayer protection thing, you know, I'm all in that. And I say, I'm always safe and secure. I'm always safe and secure. I just, you know, keep affirming that. And 
you know, it was fine. I did what I needed to do. I gathered up my stuff and it didn't, it didn't bother me after that, but I've always felt that there was something there. Like it hangs out in the basement and I won't go in the basement. <laughs> oh, so yeah, that was, yeah. for some reason, the things that are malicious and intent always are in a basement or an attic. I can't explain why for real, I, Jeremy. <laughs> I mean, that's not just a horror movie trope. That's real life too. Like they're always, it's always, like we when we were when we were, when we, me and my wife were looking for houses about a year ago almost, uh, we we looked at this one house in uh, in this town, Massachusetts. I can't think of the name right now for anything. I don't know why. Oh my god, no, Wayland. Uh, I, I don't know. It starts with an R, I think. But and like we went we went through the house, and I mean the house needed a lot of work, so I probably was never gonna. I actually did put an offer on anyway, but because it was the first house, first house I found that I could have board or i thought i could afford but i i i they turned down all my offers like I, I couldn't even offer the i couldn't even offer the asking price but it needed a lot of work so i kept hoping they would go down but a bank owned it so banks suck and, oh well, yeah but when we were in it and like we went to the basement like as soon as we went down the basement my wife was there for like a minute and we opened this one door in the basement and she's like let's go upstairs like yeah. she's got she's got feelings so as you open that door like she actually got the same feeling at my condo at my condo i used to live in like she she got that feeling in the basement there too like she swears she saw a shadow person in the basement i'm like mm. i've been living there for five years i've never seen anything in the basement come on yeah. besides those nasty uh creepy crawly millipede things like oh yeah yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the only thing i ever saw in the basement i hate seeing them i would have a shower person i would have probably enjoyed seeing more but Maybe, maybe. I've yet to maybe. see one actually deal with it. I've yet, I've yet to see one uh, actually deal with it, but well, let me ask. Have you seen a shower person before? Yeah, that's that's how it started for me. But the thing is about well, the ones that I saw, it was like you see the outline, you can it's but it's always for some reason sort of out of the corner of your eye. And you see it, you can see that there's somebody there, but when you turn to look nada nothing so i never i never had any sort of an interaction with one or anything like that i mean uh long before i had the ability to connect with spirit we did have a non-friendly that was residing here i think it actually followed us from our previous home and harassed my son oh my god so much um that we called in a team of paranormal investigators to find out, you know, what in the hell, who is it and what the hell do they want and why are they harassing my kid, you know? And they made us leave the house, but they came in and they set up all their equipment and we did get audio and video. Um, the name, the thing's name, the guy, whatever, the guy's name uh, was Zach. And he just, all we, I, all I can remember about it now was that he kept saying something about fire. So I don't know if this man died in a fire or what it was, but my son was so little. Um, I think at the time he was only like three or something like that. And the stuff that was coming out of his mouth was, was absolutely crazy and not anything that he ever would have heard from us. I mean, like yeah. sexual references and things like that. 
And so, I mean, he was talking about putting a penis in a butt. And, you know, he was like just a kid, a little kid, you know. And so, unfortunately, these paranormal investigators, because they were more interested in getting their EVPs and, and stuff like that, that they yeah. antagonized this entity. And so things actually got worse. So then I um, brought somebody else in and we went through and she did this whole ritual and smudged the house and um, she put things in all the corners of the house and, and did, I mean, she went through and did this whole big thing and we were able to uh, get that, get him gone. So, but it took a long time and he harassed the, harassed the crap out of my kid to the point where he wouldn't even sleep in his room for years. It's, this went on. And so he had moved in, was sleeping with me and his dad and um, cause he just, he was terrified to be in his room. And you could you could go in his closet and it was ice cold. Oof, so I mean, yeah, that's another thing, right? Attics, basements, and closets. What in the hell? <laughs> well, as Waza said in the comments, actually, it's because they can avoid the living and have their own space. Mm. I mean, and attics, basements are a good choice for that. I mean, closets can be too, because I mean, I before I moved in this house, I live in now. I barely, in my old house, I never went in my closet. I went in my closet like once every two or three months maybe to get something out. Like I didn't keep anything in there I, I needed on a daily basis. So, I mean, here I have a closet in the living room where I keep all my work clothes and my shoes and everything. So, I mean, because we have dogs and if I don't, they'll chew my shoes. But Oh, yeah. But, so, 100%, yeah, I mean, I can see that. I can see that and, yeah, I don't know. I just... I never, since I was a kid, I'd never like going in the basement of our house alone. Like I just, our house is brand new built. There was nothing there. I know there wasn't now as I got older, but it just was always that feeling like there's something down there. Like you look in a basement with the lights off and you get the creepiest feeling that there's something down there, even when there isn't like, it's just, it's a, yeah. it's a stereo, it's a phobia people develop just from watching movies and whatnot too, as well. Yeah. And just all, all these stories like that would all these true stories like that too would just freaking put it out there like in people's heads for Which, sure <laughs> good. good people should be wary of what they of what it could be down there always so was that your most interesting experience or was there anything else that was like as crazy as that the zach thing you mean well yeah besides zach like since you since you've been practicing with your abilities like have you come across anything close to that or anything evilish no no not really at all actually it's all been it's all been really good since that um well i i did have another encounter and and i don't know even how this happened be, especially because i have that prayer protection in place but zach did return just briefly um about I don't know, maybe six, seven months ago, I was in the kitchen and all of a sudden I felt this same weird feeling that I used to get when, when he was around me before. And it, what it was, was that I could feel what it was almost like there was a, a, a burning hot hand, like just a super hot hand pressed into the middle of my back. And I could feel that energy. 
And, and of course that just got me, you know, weirded out. And I was like, okay, this is, this is a no for me. You are not allowed to be here. And what the hell do you want? And I heard you. And I said, well, that's not going to happen. Not going to happen. So I checked in with my spirit guides and asked if, if this was something like, am I meant to channel this person? And they said, no. And I said, okay, then, then no, get, get out. You are not welcome here. Get out. And that was it. Hmm. No, I haven't, nothing has come through since I haven't heard hide nor hair from Zach. So. And I was actually thinking when you said that, like he, like that they got fire from him when they investigated your house. Maybe he was an arsonist. Maybe like, maybe he was just like not a good person in life. And that's why he's the way he is. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, Jeremy, that would make more sense than him being, you know, dying in a fire, even just because of the types of things that were coming, coming out of my son's mouth, because it, it wasn't just the, the sexual references. One time, he was just behaving so strangely. And I I said, honey, what's the matter? And he said to me, people are upset. Okay. And I said, what people? And he said, just people that people are upset because I didn't kill you, but I won't, I can't kill you, mommy, not you. And I mean, Oh, you know, like yeah. what in the hell? What in the hell? Like you're, you know, you're all of a sudden it's like you're thinking your little three, four year old kid is going to, you know, grab a freaking steak knife. And you know what I mean? It was just the freakiest, creepiest thing. And luckily, you know, he's, well, he's 16 now and he's, he's, he's good to go. But, you know, I mean, it was just bizarre. There was, and I, I have a notebook that I was writing down a lot of these things and, um, just some really bizarre things happened with regard to that particular experience. Cause it was, I'm going for a couple of years. So, yeah. Which I mean, yeah. I mean, I, cause uh, with something with evil intent, like, and if like investigators get fire, I either think arsonist or I think, I mean, I don't know if you believe in them, but could it possibly have been a underworld creature or a demon for lack of a better word? Um, you know, based on my experience post, I don't know how you'd say it after my encounter with him, after I had the ability to connect with spirit told me that he, he was very much a human. He was, he was very much man. So, um, I, as far as like a demon or something like that, um, I would say no. But as but along with the rest of it, all the the garbage that was coming out of my son's mouth, uh, he was definitely not right in the head or something, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, I always think back to when I was a kid and I saw this uh, America's Most Wanted that my grandparents were watching. Like I only saw like a second of it, and it was a video tape that this arsonist actually took outside of a house. He set on fire. And like yeah, he said into the he said into like the camera, he's like, "You're next," and like he left the tape for the cops to find basically because he was playing a game with them. Oh. So, I mean, and this is back in the '90s. So, I mean, when I saw it, even it was back in the '90s. So, 
it's just I don't know. I, I I couldn't tell you. Like begin to tell you. I mean, arsonists are just a, always been like people who are willing to set fire to houses just for fun. It's just like why? What is wrong with you that you think that's okay and that that's something you want to do? Yeah. Like I I'm a I mean I'm a man. I like fire. I'll play with fireworks all day, but I'm not gonna do anything that'll hurt somebody or will right. destroy property. But wow. Yeah. That's just. I mean, it was it was a a very creepy experience. And it was an ongoing one, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's the worst when they're ongoing. And it's funny because we had paranormal investigators come to our house, too, when I bought this house back in November. Because the people, the couple that built this house back in the 64, 68, somewhere around there, they still live here. We were having, we were seeing things and experiencing, well, I wasn't, but my wife and her family were seeing things and experiencing things, so. I had called investigators in and they, 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 they ended up, I mean, of course they want to get their EVPs and everything else as well, but they ended up with basically the story that they want to watch over the kids because they never had kids. And that's why they're, that's why they stayed around. Uh-huh. And I mean, because, because they love their house too, but they want to keep an eye on the kids because they never had kids, which I'm like, okay. But, and then like, I was actually talking about how I fixed up the house and I asked the, the one of the spirits that we were in the room with, like, do you like the you like what all the upgrades I made in the house? And I actually heard a thank you in my ear, like a very soft thank you. Oh. And like no two investigators in the room with me and neither of them heard it. Neither of them heard it. So it was the creepiest thing in the world. Like my <laughs> it, my sw- cold cold sweats, hair yeah. sticking up on end, like just <laughs> wow. Wow. So, yeah, like I mean I guess I that that's the one time I had a spirit talking to me, actually. It was that one time, but and it's funny though, because like they kept pick, they kept picking up the EVPs, like saying like jungle because we have chickens, so because oh. of that, th- because of that they kept saying jungle because hmm. the noise the no- noise made them think of a jungle. I guess I don't know, I don't hmm. know how I don't know how I don't know how well the spirit boxes and EVPs really work, but wow, you know. yeah, it's funny. Um, it is funny that you would have that experience though, you know, and that nobody else heard it because. I think though that your your response when when you heard that thank you, the fact that you got like the cold sweats and it like freaked you out, I think that right there is your answer as to why nothing else has shown up for you. And I think until you can find something that you can do, whether it's a you know circle of protection or something, whatever whatever resonates for you, until you can find a way to open yourself up while at the same time feeling that you're safe, it, you might have, it might not happen for you. You know, you've got to feel that you're okay to do it. And that was why when I did my little prayer protection, it did not always include that five mile radius. And it was like, it still terrified me. And I, cause I had people tell me, it's like, you know, you're safe, but you know, some of these things are like right there, you know, they're still like a hundred feet away or whatever. And it's like, Oh, hell no. And so once I put that five mile radius in, it was like, you know, I could just take a deep breath and it was like, okay, I'm, I'm good now. And and that made the world of difference for me. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. I, I, I could believe that. I mean, it wasn't even like I was, it wasn't like I was even scared. It was just, like I literally came out of the room and my wife saw me and she's like, 
what happened? Because like, yeah. <laughs> I, she said like she she said later on after they left, she's like she's like you look like you were just like you look teary eyed like you just like she's like I couldn't I, she's like I can't even describe what you look like when you came out of that room. It was just scary seeing you look like that even because it's just like something I couldn't I guess something I couldn't understand like something I could I couldn't understand but I could at the same time but just well, something yeah. so new that new experience is just like oh my god. And they actually took pictures of me. They took pictures of me standing like in front of the closed door, and in between my arm, like I have my arm like this, and you could see in between like a kind of a face. Some people ah! see it. Some some people see it. Some don't. Some people see it. Some don't. But like I actually, I gotta find that picture and post it on my page because I still haven't. I have it somewhere. I just gotta find it. I gotta find that email. But so when you're doing a reading for somebody, how do you go about it? Because Every every psychic medium is different. Like how how do you go about when you do it? Well, I when I get on the phone with the person, I just tell them that the way that I work is they can ask me any question. There is nothing off limits. I will give them whatever I get intuitively. Um, they are. I tell them that they're allowed to ask me whatever. But if, but that if they don't have questions, specific questions that they want to know about, that I can just grab some cards and I will start with cards and see what comes up. And I'll just, I will allow my guides to direct me to the proper deck because, well, it's a, it's a bit of a problem, actually. I've got over 110 different decks of cards here that I use, but, but I do use them. So, but I'll, let them guide me to whichever deck I need. And then I just shuffle and whatever cards come out, I usually pull three from each deck and I just go through and I'll get whatever the card says, I will give that information and then add to it intuitively, whatever I'm seeing and hearing and feeling about it. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So it's anything too. Whether it's you want to know about relationships, you want to know about career, um, you know, whatever. A lot of times things will come up about relationships, about job changes. Um, one thing that I have noticed that's been really big uh, probably for the past, I'd say, six months at least, many, many, many of the readings that I've done have been uh, guiding people to start their own businesses, so it feels like that's something that is shifting as well. And I think the pandemic had a lot to do with that because, you know, it's like all of a sudden everybody's on lockdown, right? And we're in close quarters with these people, meaning our families. And, you know, yeah. it's sort of it sort of caused people to look at their life and say, hmm, you know, I don't know, do I even like this person anymore? Or, you know, so some relationships were made much, much stronger, other relationships ended, but it forced us to look at how we're showing up in the world, what we're doing, you know, and, and do, is this what I want to do here? And so I think a lot of people are kind of moving into a more entrepreneurial lifestyle because they looked at, you know, I'm sick of trading my time for money. I'm sick of it. So that's one of the things that I've noticed has come up a lot for a lot of people. And funny enough that many of the businesses that people are going into are this type of thing, like spiritual, paranormal, metaphysical, you know? So that's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, paranormal field and has like a, has had a huge growth in the last like 
three years. It's amazing. There's more parent. There's more paranormal podcasts out now than there ever were before the pandemic. And I mean, I always kind of wish I started mine before the pandemic just for that reason. But I just, yeah, that's cool. I got, I got invited to be on a podcast, and then they said you should start your own. And five, six months after I started podcasting, I started my own. So, wow, that's fantastic. And then this one's been going since April. So, and wow, went from went from one episode a week to two episodes a week a couple months ago. So. Now it's just because I, I have so many inquiries to be guests that just I'm booked out to the end of into October at this point. I got episodes ready to go to October at this point. So it's just it's just the way it goes. But yeah, let's put, no, go, go ahead. What, what were you going to say? I was just going to ask you, do you think that's because of the the format, you know, the the website that we're that we're both on where the way I, that we connected? Because I have Jeremy, I have. I have already recorded for the rest of the year. I'm not doing more. I, I don't, I don't, I don't need to do another one until I'm good until January. The, it's I, crazy. I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, well, I, I could, I mean, I could have done that, but between this and my music show and the other, other podcasts, I'm a regular guest on and stuff. Like it's just, there's not opportunities to do interviews like that. And plus, Oh, wow. I, I didn't do, know I, you had all that going on. Oh yeah, it's I'm a I'm a multi podcaster, but there you go. Uh, plus I mean I also work on day job as well, so I, of course I have to. I can't do anything during the day between eight and five, so. Gotcha. <laughs> but let's talk about your podcast then. Actually, that's a good segue because I'm kind of curious. What is wake the fuck up? Like how? What? How? Why'd you start it? And what's it about? Well, I started it because I was told to start it guided to start it and I got the name I mean I, I got I, I just intuitively got this you know that you're okay we're gonna start a podcast and I was like no I'm not doing that and then excuse me and then they gave me the name of it and I said oh shit I'm really not doing that you know I thought <laughs> this is crazy why it why and so I fought against it for 14 months I, I registered it. I registered the name and all of that stuff and got it all set up, but I did not do my first actual interview for 14 months. I just, I was like, oh my God, I really don't want to do this. I really don't want to do this. <laughs> and then I said, you know, when, why this name? Okay. I obviously you've heard me swear multiple times. I do have a potty mouth. It is, it's a, you know, whatever it is, what it is. So I wasn't really completely put off by the fact that the name is that. But at the same time, I was like, what are other people going to think? You know, like, I don't know. But then the, the message that I got back in response to that was that that was the type of verbiage that was needed in order for me to reach the audience that I'm meant to reach. They are people who would not have a problem with the word fuck. So, okay. So I just said, all right, that's it. I'll do it. And so I jumped in. I've, I've only been since February. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. But, and what's your show, what's your show like about? Cause like I, I, since I just started a new job as a, I used to drive around all day for my job and I would have time to listen to podcasts all day. So I would listen to other people's podcasts that like were coming to my show, but I'm a manager now working from home. So my podcast, this thing has gone from, 
20 episodes a day to like zero. So yeah. Yeah. Well, the premise of the podcast is to help people remember the fact that we are all in this together. We're all connected in some way, shape or form to each other. We're all connected to this planet. We are all connected to all the sentient beings that reside here and that we need to show up better. We need to show up better in the way that we're living on this planet. Like, I mean, I have uh, Monday, I'm doing an interview with a, a guy that wrote a book about climate change. Um, I've had people on that that are holistic healers and things like that. And, um, you know, looked at things like veganism and, and other things like that. I mean, it's it really runs the gamut of anything that can help people, you know, clean up the way that they're living and help to clean up the planet and things like that. So, you know, finding, just finding alternative anything to get away from plastics and stuff like that. So, I mean, I'm kind of all over the place with it, but anything to help people wake the fuck up and pay attention to what they're doing, the way that they're showing up on the planet. You know, it's fun. It's funny because, well, one, I I kind of kicked myself in the butt now lately because I'm like, I wish I started another show a while ago, too, that was more general topics and could be like so I can get like anybody on the show and talk about anything. Like, I just I wish I, I kind of wish I did that. I might still do it at some point, but it's just I I mean, I have the listener base where I could definitely make it work. But at this point, it's just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure I don't, if I want to do that or not at this point. But And it's funny because I also, I also was on another podcast with a guy named Kyle Coyote Yates. He has a podcast called Listen to the Vibes. And he oh. kind of does, does the same thing. Like, he kind of has, like, anybody on who can, like, he, the, the amount of different guests he's had on is, like, mind-blowing to me. I see his episodes I'm throwing through my new podcast list, and I'm like, wow. Wow, <laughs> like he's getting these people. Like, and like, I just, I don't know. I feel like I missed an opportunity by not doing that as well. But I'm, I was, I've been thinking for a while. I may convert this podcast into that and just have have one episode a week be normal and have one episode a week be paranormal. So, did you freeze on me? Lori. Can you hear me? Oh. <laughs> oh, we lost her for a second, folks, but we'll get her back in a second. Hopefully. Can my guest still hear me? That's the question I'm asking. My headphones are beeping. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Okay, so it's oh, that's that's work emails going through. That's what I keep hearing. Come on, Lori. 
Okay. Welcome, Mark. My guest seems to have dropped off for a moment due to internet connections. Hopefully she gets back on soon so we can finish this. Oh, there she is. There you are. Yeah, the internet went out. I could tell. <laughs> well. Yeah, like like that. <laughs> well, it happens. Sorry it happens. About that. No, it happens. It's all good. So, what was the last thing you heard me say, anyway? <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> oh, you were talking about the different, you, you were on that guy's podcast and he talked about just pretty much anything. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, yeah. So basically, I mean, that's, I th I'm thinking about maybe changing my podcast up. So I do one episode a week that's going to be called normal, one episode a week that's going to be called paranormal. So I don't know. That's, that's I did a whole, I know. So I like that idea and I'm kind of debating about doing it soon, but I don't know. I'm going to have to, Maybe in the new year. Maybe in the new year, I'll start that. Make it a new year yeah, that's, present for that's everybody. Feels, absolutely. That feels feels right, too. So, yeah, I think that'll be good yeah. for you to do that. Yeah. So, who would you say was the most interesting guest that you've had in your podcast so far? Oh, man. I know it's always a tough I, question for any podcaster to get. <laughs> and I, I really don't know that I could answer that either because I've had, I've had so many wonderful conversations and experiences and even, even one that I did today that won't come out for, you know, a while yet. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't I don't know that I can answer that. I've had some because they they kind of go all all over the place, really. I've had people who are hypnotherapists. I've had you know I've just had all kinds of people on that I don't know that I could pin that down. Well, like okay, well, I I have people ask me this all the time too, I guess on a podcast and my answer is usually Christopher Susie one of my earlier guests, not one of my first guests, but one of my earlier guests, because he had three run-ins with what he believed was the devil. Oh. So, because it was such a, that conversation was just jaw-dropping, and literally, if you watch the video, my jaws drop most of the video, so I always, <laughs> that's that's the one I give. I mean, I'll never, I'll never, I never will answer the question, who was your favorite guest, because I don't have a favorite. I like all my, I love all my guests the same, but just, yeah. like my, just like children, you love all your guests the same. But sure, right. I, that, but that conversation definitely was the one that had me the most awestruck. So, a hundred percent, yes. Yeah. So that's crazy. And are 
are you looking to do anything special with your podcasts in the next year, possibly, or any changes? I I have been trying to move more in the direction of getting, I, kind of getting away from the spiritual aspect of it. I think, and and looking more at the, you know, what's the practical stuff, right? What's the logical stuff, and and how can we, how can we implement these changes to um, impact? the planet and, and things of that nature. So like what steps can we take to get away from, you know, like, like I said, all the plastics and, and things like that. What can we do to help clean up the planet and plant more trees and, you know, plant butterfly bushes and just things like that. And just connecting with people who can help by giving practical steps that people can take. So just things like that. I, like, I mean, I'm not going to, I'll never get away from the spiritual part though. Cause that's always, you know, I love course. stuff like this. Of course. hundred percent. I can, I can, I can agree with that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, people, I always, I always, it's funny. Cause I get so many memes, mediums and psychics on my show that like eventually you, you think I would get tired of talking to them, but I don't like they're one of my favorite types of people to talk to because they have, such interesting stories and such interesting books, outlooks at life. Like, it's just the way it is. Like, I just, I love it. Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, yes, I would love to get more alien abductees and more Bigfoot ciders and stuff like that, but which I do get some of those here and there, but I mean, to find people who actually have seen cryptids and are willing to talk on a show about it live is just so impossible like it's so hard it's really rare to come across and when i see one i grab them up but like other than that it's just it's hard i mean pod match has very you can't even match with anybody with a pod match that has like the word cryptid in their profile like there's nothing right. i tried i tried searching it it doesn't even come up so but. yeah well you know there are other things like remote viewing for instance that have been really cool i mean i i've had um I was a co I am a co-founder of a spiritual discussion meetup group. I don't know if you're familiar with meetups, but yeah. um, I co-founded co this group like five and a half years ago. And we had a, a guy come in three weeks in a row and he presented all about remote viewing and he has worked with the government and stuff like that and wrote a book about it and all this stuff. And, he came in and he taught us for three weeks and it was the coolest thing because you really do have to trust that your inner guidance, your inner knowing, because all they give you is coordinates. They give you coordinates and you have to sort of, I don't even know how to explain it, but you just sort of have to send your consciousness to those coordinates and see if you can pick up anything about what, resides at those coordinates and they can be anywhere anywhere in the world and one of the examples um he gave us the coordinates and all i was seeing was like a man or a, i just did a stick figure i just saw a person and then there was a line and it was a long 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 line as if this person was standing on this line and i was like I, i'm not getting anything else about it that's all i got and 
as it turned out, it was a dude on a tightrope. And it was like the most bizarre thing. And I was like, what the hell? That was so cool. So, you know, there are all kinds of things out there that you can look into and um, just really cool experiences that you can have. And that was such a interesting thing for me because I never really thought about, you know, sending my consciousness anywhere. I mean, he didn't put it that way, but to me, that's what it seemed like. You know, we were just trying to focus on that, on those coordinates and, and pick up anything that we could about what was there. And, uh, yeah, that was my very first one. And I was like, holy shit, this is cool. So It's funny you, me- it's funny you mentioned that, though, because I have another paranormal show I'm a part of called Global Strangeness. It's a discussion show with me and two co-hosts. And my one co-host, Deborah, she, during COVID, she took a bunch of, like, zoom classes on uh remote viewing and mm. she she even said like there's a new york city detective that was in the class and he says like he's you since then he's used it to solve crimes yes absolutely Which, i mean it's interesting i wish i had more time and i would actually probably try it out if i had time but time i never have enough time to do anything in life for god's sake but <laughs> you did mention in the beginning of the show aliens however so that's one of the last things i wanted to ask you before we wrap up here today is do you a do you believe in aliens and one do you because i'm assuming you're gonna say yes but one what do you think the what do you think they're doing on earth oh well yes i do believe in aliens and i i think it would be pretty presumptuous of you know that it is pretty presumptuous of humankind to assume that, you know, we're it, you know, like this is all there is because hello, come on. But um, I believe that like, okay, so this is going to be, let's just say dolphins, right? (laughs) Now I'm not going to say. Goodbye. And thanks for all the fish. (laughs) No, I like, I'm not going to say like, you know, dolphins are, are aliens necessarily but just looking at other life forms that are out there that are non-human and seeing how much more developed some of their senses are like the fact that they use sonar and all of that you know just things like that i just how can we presume that we're the only ones i just don't think that we you know I don't think that we can. And I think that they're here to, to show us that there is more to all of this than what we think. What do you think about um, star seeds? Um, and you can be honest. There's no, there's no judgment on this show. <laughs> well, it's, I don't, I don't know that I necessarily have a thought about it because I, you know, a lot of people talk about, coming from uh, different planets and things like that. And I do believe in reincarnation. I do believe, but I also believe that all time exists right now. Like it's all happening right now. Um, so, you know, I could be participating in a lifetime at this moment where I'm on a flying saucer somewhere. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I 
so the possibility of a star seed or what's the other uh, they call them indigo indigo yeah. children and things like that you know yeah why not why not i mean i'm i'm open open to any of those possibilities and i think if at this point having the experiences that i've had and talking to dead people and things like that i think if i were closed off to the possibilities of those things being legit that would be a little bit hypocritical, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I think it's possible. Absolutely. Yeah, I actually had a starseed on this show uh, about a couple months ago. And very interesting talk. Very interesting. Hmm. A lot of that I didn't even understand, but it was very interesting. I mean, because, I mean, all the alien species that she brought up, I'm like, what's that now? I mean, I've, I'm like, I heard of reptil reptilians and greys, and norse aliens but i can't even i can't even reproduce the names they said like i can't even say them but yeah, yeah. well there are other things too though like the people that are supposedly from atlantis or the palladians and and things like that, that. was it there's... that was it palladians okay yep. yeah there's all kinds of stuff out there and you know like i said i'm open to the possibility that it all exists because these people that believe the way that they do they're having some sort of experiences that are making them think that right we i think that our beliefs are shaped when it's not something that has concrete evidence like you know let's face it none of this shit does you know there's not really concrete evidence to prove any of this or disprove and it's i think that it's it's all just based on their experiences of it and if they've had things come to them through meditation or they've had visions or you know my sister has premonitions you know i, I it we all experience it differently and i think that that information is coming through for a reason because it's meant to come to light Yep, I, so. I believe so too. I mean, so I don't know. I mean, the multidimensional idea of like all time existing at once, I could fully believe in. I, I could. I mean, you step through a dimension and you're in 1685 or something. Who knows? 100%. Oh, yeah. And if you've if you've ever had a past life regression, um, I mean, I don't know. I was supposed to have one this last Sunday, but she had an emergency and had to cancel. <laughs> ah, well, you should have one. You should definitely uh, have one. I had her. I had her on my show last week. Jane Osborne. She's a past life regressionist from uh, the UK. She was nice. recommended me. She actually recommended me by a medium from the UK that's on my show, Nina Roberts. So, I, it, I, yeah, it's just that's the way it works sometimes. But I definitely got to reach out to her and say, hey, can we reschedule soon? I'm dying to know. I'm just dying to know. So yeah, seriously. One of the, I know you're wanting to wrap up here, but one of the most amazing experiences that I had was in doing a past life regression. And the reason I say it was so amazing is because I had, you know, I'm in my mid fifties. I had had this nightmare from the time I was eight years old. And it was this, wow. Well, we didn't have a basement or anything in the, in the home that I grew up in. And so I have two brothers and two sisters. So what my parents would do if there was a tornado, 
is they would have us line up on the floor. We would like crouch down and they would tip the couch over on top of us because it was, you know, a heavy thing to keep us, whatever, protected under there. So I kept having this nightmare that me and my siblings are underneath the couch. And then all of a sudden I just know like I'm alone. And instinctively, I know that they're all dead. So I come out from underneath the couch. I'm there in by myself. And I look out the picture window, at the front window, and there are men in red suits with bayonets marching up and down my street. And my street is filled with blood. Well, I had that from the time I was eight years old. And I mean, it got less and less as I got older, but I never forgot the dream. And, and I had it, you know, I still would periodically have that nightmare. And I went into this past life regression and the very first place I landed um, was I was on a battlefield and I had been stabbed in the back. I was a man. I was in a military uniform and I had been stabbed in the back with a bayonet. And all, everybody I loved, my entire family, all my friends, the people that I was in the military with, like everybody was behind me on the battlefield dead. And it was just, it was the craziest thing. And in this vision, I'm running into the woods to going to a little cottage. There was this, um, there was this old black woman that was in the, in the cottage there. I don't know who she was to me, but I know that I knew her and I loved her and like, like a, a mother figure, you know, type of thing. And, but I'm running in there and she's trying to convince me, you know, once I finally got there, she's trying to convince me that I'm not going to die. She's like cleaning me up, trying to, you know, suture me up and whatever. But we both knew that I was dying. And before I actually did die in this in the regression, the person that was doing the, that was facilitating it, he pulled me out and, and took me somewhere else. But as we were wrapping up the, the whole session, that man that I was in that lifetime came back through and said, I just wanted to thank you for um, acknowledging me. And it was just this profound i mean it brought tears to my eyes because i could feel that i could feel that you know that how he was feeling about he that was me was feeling about being acknowledged and i've never never had anything about that dream since it was just crazy that that's that is crazy i can't think of a better word to describe it that's just crazy and now i want my past life regression all the more yeah, Jane. I'm calling. I'm Jane. I'm messaging you in a bit. Um, by the time my, by the time this episode releases, I hope to have it done. Put it that way. But yeah, you got you got to do it seriously, Jeremy. You will you um, will really enjoy I, it. I'm sure I will. I'm dying to know who I was in past lives and if it explains anything about who I am now. So for sure. But yeah, we we will wrap this up because I do have another interview in 45 minutes tonight's a busy night and i totally forgot i had one 45 minutes until last night so <laughs> I, I looked at pod match and i'm like i have two tomorrow night what this is but, my third today so i totally get it <laughs> this is my second podcast today i guessed it on somebody's podcast at five o'clock so 
Yeah, I was host uh, for the first two. Yeah, uh, my God. So yeah. yeah, we're same boat today then. <laughs> um, so where can people find you? Where can they find your podcast? Anything you um, want to shout out, shout out. Yeah, the the podcast you can find Wake the Fuck Up. It's um it's anywhere podcast you can hear podcasts. It's on, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of that. Um I am on Instagram at intuitive Lori, L-O-R-I. Um, my Facebook is intuitive underscore Lori. Um, yeah, they can find me out there. I do. I pull a card a day on my Facebook page, just giving intuitive guidance. I pull, you know, pull an Oracle card for people. Um, I also do have a YouTube channel where I do Zodiac readings and that is called Zodiac Oracle. I have not posted on there for the past three months. I was, I was hella sick. (laughs) COVID pneumonia, just, yeah. So it's been, it's been a bit since I've been out there, but I, I am absolutely getting back to that soon. So Zodiac Oracle for those and yeah, look me up. All right. And I, truly advise all my guests to go listen to our podcast as well as always because um it sounds interesting and often i'll definitely check it out sometime when i finally get to listen to podcasts again i feel so empty without them hmm. but as all my as all my guests know you can find me on facebook at the paranormal the new normal slash maniacal music musings podcasts with an s group and you can find me on facebook in the i mean on facebook on twitter and the gram as at juggalo bastard and you could find Paranormal the New Normal on YouTube as well. All our videos are uploaded there. And you can also find me on TikTok as Juggalo Bastard Podcasts. I'm working on getting them all there. I have no paranormal videos up there yet, but soon, soon, soon. Breaking yeah. videos down to 10 minute segments sucks. <laughs> uh, I'm in I'm in the process of getting all mine situated to move them over onto their own YouTube channel. So I get it. Yeah. It's a lot of lot of stuff. So Thanks for having yeah. me, though, Jeremy. This has been a lot of fun. I apologize oh. for the internet glitch, but that's fine. It's all it's all good. I've had, you're not the first guest to have an internet glitch. That's for sure. The internet's not what it used to be. No, but yes, I will. Thank you, Lori, for coming on. It's been an amazing episode, and I truly appreciate you coming on. So, and I will catch all my watchers in about forty minutes, and I'll my listeners. I'll see you in a couple of days, probably. Have a good one, guys.